0: Oh. <laughs> hey everybody <laughs> i I'm, <Alan>. I'm Brent <laughs> And it's episode 51 51 51 of A.B. Testing Thanks everyone for downloading yet another podcast It's our end of the
1: year episode
0: It is, it is, you know what uh, Now, at this point, maybe hasn't passed I was going to say at this point, we've done more episodes than the oldest of A.B. Testing I turned 51 a few weeks ago It's a tie and now we're in episode 51. If uh, we survive the holidays, we'll do 52. And then... Uh, yeah. What are you doing for the holidays, Brent? You staying in town? You going to Las Vegas?
1: No, I'm staying in town, and, and um, I'm doing what is an accidental tradition, which is at the start of December, I go, hey, I take, I'm going to take the last two weeks off. That's enough to do my shopping. And then I, when the last two weeks come, I go, oh, crap, the last two weeks... Only gives me one week till Christmas. Why don't I learn this year over year? So I, I will be fighting traffic. Oh, I will be. It's
0: Christmas? It is. Shoot. I have to do some shopping too. <laughs> I'm in trouble. That's what Amazon's for. Thank you, Amazon.
1: Yeah. Take the me. only problem with Amazon is it doesn't tell you what to buy. No. You still have to look for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't. We're down a rabbit hole. I don't want to be down because this is a... It's hard.
1: It is hard.
0: I was going to say something funny and clever and interesting and relevant, and now I've completely forgotten
1: it. I will say that the big value adds to society for those data scientists guys would be to solve that problem.
0: Pretty soon, can't we do that? Can't we just plug in a name to a search engine that tells us what they need or what they'd like? Even, with, even if better... Not what they think they want, but based on their analysis of social media, you know, research postings, whatever, their Internet presence, it tells you what they want that they don't know they want.
1: Right. And um, prune out the risks of of things like, hey, my
0: wife says she wants a vacuum cleaner, but does she really? (laughs) No, dude, save the vacuum cleaner for Valentine's Day. Is
1: that better? Is that yeah, really yeah. better? Yeah, do the vacuum cleaner. Here's a re- romantic <laughs> vacuum cleaner, honey. Get her a red one. Oh yeah, sure. Come on, there man. you go. Perfume it up. Yeah, yeah. Present I'm, it with in, in candlelight. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got you a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm I'm driving to Bozeman, Montana.
1: <clears throat> I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I. Can you think of a better month to drive over the Rocky Mountains in December? No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. You got to go through 90. So like you're just
0: It's 90 all the way.
1: You got two sets of chains in case one breaks? <laughs> no,
0: just, just one <laughs> set of overpriced Tesla chains. You're
1: driving your Tesla through the snow too? Heck yeah. It's oh four-wheel drive, man. <laughs> all right. Way to go.
0: The thing, uh the thing I I remember is uh i-90 is a huge trucker route it's driven on all the time so even if there's snow it gets kind of beaten down pretty quickly
1: you should double check because i did hear in the news that they were going to shut down 90 sometime around now ish
0: it, it can't shut it down it's a major thoroughfare
1: yeah but they were doing some avalanche
0: yeah they they, they close it like, like
1: yeah so they don't shut it down i'm not but leaving great. now You're moving a, a, a mile an hour all right. just look just saying or don't. You know, it'd be a great story for next year's podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If I live. Jeez. Hey, it's the last podcast of 2016. Yep. And we should talk about some of our favorite things. Here's where I'll cue the... We really need like a uh, Some of our favorite things from 2016... And maybe some things we'll predict from 2017. And we can reflect on our predictions from 2016. Yes. And whatever else comes to mind as we babble through the next 40 minutes or so. Right. Hey, so the first thing,
1: uh, it is episode 51. We...
0: uh, I always worry when Brent starts reading his phone during the podcast. I didn't write it down
1: here. So, last time we did this, last year, was somewhere around episode
0: 30 ish. 30. Oh, I mailed it to you. It was like 36. 36, 36. Mid 30s, yeah. Yep. You can go. I'll, I always say I'll link to things in the show notes, but I probably won't. But I will try and remember to add a link to last year's prediction episode because I'm going to quote from it. I'm going to paraphrase from it loosely later. Yes. So
1: what's your prediction for the episode number for this episode next year?
0: Oh, that's a good one. So our prediction show for next year will be... Oh, there's some factors in here I have to talk to you about after the show. (laughs) But let's say 72.
1: 72? I'm going to say 70. So it'll be real close.
0: All right. This is like The Price is Right, where you... It's closest. We can go over, right? So if it's seventy-one, we tie and we hug. Otherwise, uh, sure.
1: Wins. It's it, yeah. If we want to want to do it that way, it's the the closest without going over. And
0: if it's going to be episode seventy, I will break one podcast into like three. <laughs> 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 I have the power to control my own. Uh, <laughs> 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 you forget I can be clever occasionally.
1: Yeah, Hawthorne's effect in effect. <sighs>
0: This is this is not even the Hawthorne effect. This is just me being a dick.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> people's behavior changing accordance to how it's being measured. You wanna win, so you're gonna change the behavior. I and you're like, one. ha ha ha, I have power, Brent doesn't.
0: It's because I'm a winner. Winning. That meme is like five years so old. So done. So old. Yeah. So old. Okay. What have been some of your favorite moments for twenty sixteen that you recall and Keep in mind that both Brent and I are old and we can't remember what we did last week. So remembering podcast moments may be difficult.
1: The positive thing is I took notes. Oh the my god. The one episode a year, I uh, know no upfront. I will have I, to put it. I however
0: for. am completely unprepared. <laughs>
1: um <clears throat> I have three I wrote down. So first and foremost, my absolute favorite moment of twenty sixteen. Um was our first promo code
0: <laughs> mean our our sponsor from Star? Yeah, hey, I would like to take this point to let Brent know and our listeners know that uh they enjoyed our little plug so much Star would like us to be like a regular like once a quarter sponsor for 2017. We have made it. <laughs>
1: We have made We it. have like We haven't totally made it. Like aren't we supposed to get paid for this? <laughs>
0: working that out, but oh, nice. at, at the very least we may get a very huge star uh, free star logo to put on the hood of your car. Nice. <laughs> Swag.
1: Yeah, AB podcasting where where the sponsorship is um super friction free. I don't know. I have to work on the uh
0: Yeah, you keep thinking about that. that. So anyway, yes, we had our first uh, sponsor. So they
1: circled back. So did people actually use the uh, the promo code?
0: (laughs) I I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't ask, but they they did. I don't know if anybody did or not, because we only have three listeners. I don't know that any of them went to Star. However, uh, they think we're mildly interesting, and we don't rag on Star too much. So they're going to have us back. So... Congratulations, Brent. That's awesome. You're like a professional podcaster. Almost like one. At at a very loose definition of professional.
1: And podcaster. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True, 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 true. Hey, hear that, Vernon? Test bash. Vernon, test bash.
0: Promo code. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, we can we can sponsor Test Bash but they're pretty low. They're such a different beast than star. Yeah. I'm star I'm, is like this corporate enterprise marketing machine. So you get, it's a great place to get, as we mentioned before, this, this one, not, not even any sponsorship. I think stars where you go and you want a bunch. I'm new to this. I need a bunch of knowledge and ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then just bash where you go. It's like more of the masterclass. Sure. Yeah. Uh, th- Really,
1: at the end of the day, I just want more promo
0: codes. <laughs> All right, man. We'll get that done. Low, sorry, sorry. My, low hanging bar there. My, my boss is texting me, so I, I just got to... Um, you talk for a minute. I'm just going to let him know.
1: Oh, okay. My second favorite podcast moment was the, the spontaneous invention of the one of the three Slack channel from one of the three.
0: That's right. That's a good moment worth remembering. It You're was. better at this than me, Brent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it helps to remember when we, you've already thought about it and wrote we, it down. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: we have a Slack team, and it's kind of fun. I, I, I really am enjoying the conversations there. Yeah, it's like hanging out backstage with Alan and Brent, except it, Alan and Brent. You know what? It Alan really and, is. Except Alan and Brent don't actually participate as much, but uh, Brent does. Yeah, but there's you, a lot of great conversation with from f- among the three without us.
1: Alan's, uh, I would classify you sort of as a Slack channel stalker. You get involved if someone's mocking you, or uh, usually someone you. says, oh, "Usually me," or someone says something that you just can't stand anymore. I imagine that's how you. Handle
0: that's usually <laughs> that, that's usually you also.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the Slack channel. If you're not on it, you should get on it. Um, it's really formed
0: up uh, an informal community. Um, yeah, it's uh, one of the three.slack.com. If you need an invitation, you can email me, alan at angryweasel.com.
1: Oh, we're gonna we're, I okay.
0: You can do that. Well, how else are you gonna do it? They have to have I just to like
1: Hawk and Perzy like crazy on that one.
0: You know, Perzy has done a lot for us. Maybe, in the spirit of the holidays, you shouldn't chuck more crap on top of him. Is he your lackey?
1: I I think he likes it. Did you hear episode 49? How Which, happy he was saying, and I'm not Brent.
0: That was 48, right? 49? 48, yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. that was my high point of the year, recording that episode with the guys at Test Bash. That was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I wish I had been there.
0: Ha, ha, I've not ha. been
1: to Philadelphia, so it would have been fun doing the historical tour. And then from... Uh, I really enjoyed the series we did on transforming uh, the data cultures, starting in episode 44.
0: I have bringing my... Bringing
1: in Steve Rowe. I
0: have myself stolen so much information from those discussions on my team. Oh, good. So that was a good learning experience for me.
1: Have you tried, like, hey, here's this awesome podcast... You PMs should listen to it. These guys, they know their stuff. Have you tried that angle yet?
0: No, I haven't tried that. Um, while...
1: You think you can get away with that? Well,
0: Microsoft has this huge value and huge push around the growth mindset. Yep. Which is from the book. The book it's called Mindset, yeah. You can look it up. I don't need to talk about it. And most of our PMs don't have that. <laughs> I hope they don't listen to the podcast now.
1: Yeah, so I'm guessing you're not going to use this as a reference to them. uh. No,
0: no. But I think the point is I think I can safely say that and not edit it out. (laughs) That's the fun part. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, Alan's getting the love from the the management. Yeah,
0: and my boss is in India right now where it is only about 9, a little after 9 o'clock at night.
1: Yeah, I was... um, most bosses I'm aware of still aren't in. I was feeling bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> like 24-7, he's got his eyes on you.
0: That Was was, was 48 your highlight? Or
1: just yeah, it was episode 44 is where it began. I think we did three or oh, four I, episodes. I'm sorry.
0: 48 was, I, I meant it was 48 the highlight of having A-B testing without Brent.
1: No, that made me sad. Like really between the two of us, <laughs> you've done 51 episodes and I've done 50. and i'm not entirely certain since you have all the equipment how i catch up maybe i record a conversation on the phone
0: tell you what you can um just talk into a tape recorder and then figure out how to upload that to the internet
1: yeah again (laughs) not catching up all right you have any of
0: your own uh, Uh, moments 49 was my favorite uh sorry 48 was my favorite you screwed me up by calling it 49
1: Try brain games or something. Pick up your memory agility.
0: I'm sorry, what were we talking about?
1: Yeah, exactly. Whoa. So uh, you liked going to Philly and recording with the the one of the three.
0: That was a lot of fun. Uh, anything else comes to mind? Uh, was it this year, the episode where I asked you the ISTQB questions?
1: No, that was last year. Damn it. That was our favorite moment from... That was one of our favorite moments. Uh, see, so I lot.
0: can't remember. Yeah. I really... This will be the year, 2017. Yeah, right. As I get older, will be the year where I really break things down. We need, you know, um, the Stack Overflow podcast. They have people that translate that translate the text not only into English but into different languages. We need one of those.
1: I didn't like know someone, Stack Overflow had a podcast.
0: See, that's what you know. So, uh, wow. Let's flip those two. Speaking of podcasts. Um, I was thinking about my favorite podcast, the podcast I listened to the most, ones I listened to the most in the last year, and they haven't really changed for me. Either. Yeah, for for,
1: so I – so for me, Freakonomics, although um, because of your suggestions last year, I listened to a great deal of the ones that you suggested last year. For example? Uh,
0: I, I don't remember what I I'm forgetting to. the.
1: No, actually, I have my phone. So I'll, t- I'll tell you <laughs> why
0: you look it up. So, my. The staples that I listen to regularly, I'm sort of a trivia nerd. I just saw Good Job Brain. Uh, yep.
1: So, uh, Good Job Brain is so something I listen to.
0: And I listen to both Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yep. And uh, what's the other trivia, a little bit lamer trivia show on NPR? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have it. It, it is. Uh, shoot. Has Eisenberg crap it'll come back to me
1: so i still actively listen to this american life i i, mm-hmm. I like the story model. it's a
0: great way to learn i mean the way to learn anything is to immerse yourself in the technique for example when i was in college and played in uh jazz bands we'd have this grueling audition process and a lot of times he'd ask like who do you listen to it's, well, it's, There's so much more of what you get as like a jazz musician on what you listen to. And there's so much you you learn by listening to players play, the the great players, that will eventually transition into your playing. All the great writers say the way you get better at writing is to practice writing a lot and to read a lot. Stephen King has a great book called On Writing. He talks about just if you want to be a good writer, you need to read a lot. If you want to be a good storyteller, listen to a lot of good stories and read a lot of good stories. Yeah. And, and learn the art of, it sounds like a James Whitaker talk, learn the art of storytelling.
1: Years ago, there was a class here at Microsoft, Advanced Presentation Design. And that was a key aspect of the whole thing, is that um, in, presen- in presenting, your goal is primarily entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not the the delivery of the content.
0: Absolutely. And that's like the step in between there. And I've been trying some different, uh, I learned a technique. I haven't pulled it off really well yet, but someday I'll give a talk where I can pull it off. It's this uh, five by five technique where you start with a story, you don't finish it, and you go on to another story. And then you kind of build this inner loop and you kind of get to the fourth or fifth story. You tell the ending to that story. And then in the weaving to your talk, the ending to the after the fifth story, the fourth story. Then the ending to the third story. And then people are waiting for, they're waiting all for the, they know at the end they get the answer and the punchline to the story you started at the beginning. It's a really difficult technique, but in the examples I've seen, it's really cool to watch. So I want to pull that one off sometimes. But I think if you want to be a presenter, I think storytelling, as you mentioned, very yep. important. How many talks have you seen about data presentation? Again, to give Test Bash a plug, one of the things I liked about it is it wasn't that uh, although some people bordered a little bit on it, for the most part, it was experiential, and there was a story there. And I think that's really important. I hate this. So what you want to do with metrics is you want to measure things, measure them again. But first, let's look at the definition of metric and see what that means. It's like, oh, my God, I want to gouge my brain out with an icicle.
1: Um, Happy holidays. Every... So you mentioned, you know, the data presentations. Even then, you can do it with a, a brilliant story. For example, Ab- every TED Talk I've seen where they're presenting data, right, those guys are good. I have not seen a sucky one of those.
0: No, abs, because they can tell a story with right. it. Right. So, so important. So anyway, This American Life, getting back on track here, uh, absolutely, if you listen to those stories, you will, even if you don't regurgitate those stories, uh, you will, uh, you will be become a better storyteller. One of the things, let me tie us back to jazz again. One of the things we would always do in lessons when I was uh, playing a lot is in lessons, we'd, one of the things I always have to do is learn a solo from John Coltrane, from uh, Sonny Stitt, from Dexter Gordon, um, you know, off, off of the recording and learn how to play it just like they do. And That's
1: got to be hard.
0: We would um, You get better at it because the ear, the ear is so important so we would do like, I would do like one a week. Okay. I would learn a solo a week, whether it's, so what happened is occasionally, then when you're playing your own solos, a little bit of those things, you go, oh, I can play that riff I learned from that Dexter Gordon solo, it fits really well right here. And those little bits of, they call them quotes, mm-hmm. and those little, those quotes come out in your own playing. The same thing. If you listen to a lot of stories, like This American Life, like a lot of the NPR shows, or TED Talks, or uh, one of the podcasts I'll mention is, is uh, Dan Carlin has a couple really good podcasts whose names I've completely forgotten. Uh, one on history, which is like their three-hour podcast, uh, but he has another the one sort of on politics and current events. He's just a good storyteller. It's all by himself, telling talking about how these things work. It's very he's very uh, engrossing and. Although I won't tell his stories, there may be an anecdote I'll pick up. And maybe from This American Life, if you listen to it enough, you'll find, hey, you know what, that's, that relates a little bit to work. I can weave in this story in a presentation about something I'm doing at work. Mm-hmm. And those. so the exact same patterns happen. So if you, that's something that you want to be good at, listening to those things will definitely help you.
1: It's very aligned. Like you, you mentioned, the TED Talk, uh, they have a podcast. And so the two things, the two podcasts that I am regular listeners to that I added this year are the TED Radio Hour. Because um, the other thing I think I really like about the, um, the two that I've added, they're both very much around stories, but they're grab bags. You don't know what you're going to get on any uh, podcasts. So, so I find that that opens up the realm of possibilities. Have we, as we've talked about here... New ideas come from old ideas coming together. So oh. I whenever he I just hear... tickled
0: my Steven Johnson bone.
1: <clears throat> yep. Uh, who's the guy that wait, where ideas come from? Yeah. Steven Johnson. Does he have a podcast?
0: He just started one.
1: Okay. I'm gonna It's
0: called Wonderland.
1: All right. So my third that I haven't even listened to yet, <laughs> will be Wonderland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um But the one thing that I found that I think is a a gem is called 99% Invisible.
0: I have heard about that, have not listened to it.
1: Uh, 99% Invisible is a podcast around design and how design has positively and negatively impacted uh, the humans that interact with that design. Um, so, f- uh, the, the latest episode as an example, uh, talks, one second, is it called Wonderland? Is that it? Yeah. Fantastic. Subscribe. Ooh, Steven Johnson. <laughs> just click through.
0: Um, oh, Brent.
1: That actually is, that's, that's, <laughs> honestly, that is better than a, than a Christmas present.
0: <laughs> good because that's all I got. You. yeah I mean I just like
1: the, the, the latest podcast is called the The Platte of Zion and it's about Salt Lake City and uh, how Brigham Young designed the city. and they have these 660 acre blocks, which is, I believe nine times larger than a normal New York block. And their streets are like, um, I want to say 120 yards across. So, a, a traditional stoplight signal, they have problems with it um, because if, if pedestrians are trying to walk, the traditional s- timing for pedestrians, they're in the middle of the street when it gets to don't walk. Oh. So, there's, they, they, um, they're going through how that initial design benefited, and then how it changed uh, society later, and what they're trying to do about it. Like it, it's a brilliantly named uh, podcast. Ninety-nine percent invisible.
0: I've added it to my list. Yeah. Okay. It, so, yeah. so mine are like I'm looking at my list now. So I remember that the Ophira Eisenberg hosted show on NPR is called Ask Me Another, and it is uh, while. Wait, wait! Don't tell me. Is uh, news-related trivia from the week? It's a great way to catch up. Fun way to catch up on news. Uh, Ask me another. Is just rant like stupid word games. They play this game called this, that, or the other, which I find kind of hilarious. And uh, one, it's one of the games they play. And what they do is they'll give you a name and uh, like they'll pick three categories. Like, what was the one yesterday? Uh, National park, Japanese movie monster, or I forget the other one, something else. And they give you a name like. Uh, try geeky you know. <laughs> uh, and the, and so it's just it's not like national any park. any information you would use ever elsewhere but it's fun to hear people um uh, it's just it's just it's a good commute listen for me for those so do you listen to free uh I don't okay occasionally if I'm out of other podcasts
1: Steven Dubner has a new one that it's uh tell us something we don't know where he he invites participants to come in and just tell a story that they expect people to not know already. It's really random, um, but you learn something from every participant.
0: Okay, so back to my turn. So the podcast, I listen to the most, again, mostly the same as last year. Uh, I'm What I haven't mentioned so far, the Dan Carlin shows are common sense with Dan Carlin. I like. His history show is called Dan Carlin's Hardcore History I don't think he even does that show anymore. But uh, if you can go back to the back episodes, uh, he does these, like seriously, like three hour long podcasts talking about, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis or, or the the plague or any chunk of history. And he will actually make it interesting for three hours, which again is great for the long road trip. Right, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, only other thing interesting on here is I do listen to Total Soccer Show.
1: Yeah, of course you do.
0: Uh, catch up on things. <clears throat> Congratulations, Sounders.
1: Steven Dubner also does a soccer show with his son. Oh. Yeah.
0: There are too many soccer shows for me to listen to them all. I used to listen to the one from uh, MLS, Major League Soccer sponsors, one called Extra Time, which is awful. I listened to it for a while. I just couldn't stand it. I just couldn't stand it. I'm sorry? So, but Give total- me the hug? No. So anyway, that's that's kind of my podcast list. I was on the testing show this year, and we'll check out that podcast from time to time. Uh, And I did, I think it's a really regular podcast. I recorded a little short with Mark Tomlinson, who was one of the three, for uh, a little test bash pre-show. He's on the East Coast. I think we did it at like 5 in the morning. My time. Jinkies. Jinkies, right. (laughs) Jink. yeah. You're so weird, Brent. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, those are my favorites. Uh, Those are the ones that get regular play in my car, on my commutes to work. And I will be listening to a lot of these on that drive to Bozeman, Montana. Woo! I need to... Okay. All All right, what's up next? What blogs are you plugging for 2016?
1: So, as I was prepping through this, I realized that... Not, except for prepping for this show, uh, this is the year where I didn't proactively go out and follow up on on, um, testing podcasts, or not podcasts, uh, blogs. Like the the closest thing I would say to that is uh, anytime you post something, Because I have the notification on, I read it, but I don't even... You're
0: so lame.
1: I don't even even think I would classify yours as a a testing blog as much as I would have, say, a couple years ago. For
0: sure, for sure. And interesting, I was going to bring up the same point. I still read a lot of blogs. I go through my blog list usually daily and flip through it, and it's half software engineering blogs, half other things I'm interested in. Software engineering, including testing. There's a few, I won't pull out any names, but you, readers can imagine. There's a few blogs I read just to see if someone's going to say something exceptionally stupid. Yeah. Um, or, or thought-provoking or interesting, however we want to look at it.
1: Well, the, 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 the test-related blogs that I have read, read rather, are when listeners or you um, have sent it our way as sort of podcast fodder. Uh the I, I'm reminded of the the episode we talked about uh in this last year. Um on the box uh controversial slide.
0: Oh yeah, well there was the Right. There was the whole thing on
1: Agile is coming to get you, you yeah. you, you
0: Agile hates Lock testers. your doors. Agile hates testers. <laughs> what <laughs> it does it hates testers agile hates testers <laughs> yeah, so for me
1: uh two blogs that i'm I am going to totally screw up but i I spend a lot of time on nowadays is number one uh, it's cleverly named andrewjellman.com and dataminingblog.com both of these are Applied Data Science blogs. They they both are around. They simplify. They give you techniques to observe, and they open up things to a lot more people. They're not they're not data science blogs for data scientists.
0: Oh, I need that one. Yep. I the, need I need like data science for non data scientists. Yeah. And people that aren't very good at math. I had.
1: This is something that I'm thinking about changing my my blog towards um so i've been doing a lot of ml in my day-to-day life machine learning thank you you're welcome and i have one of my employees who is just a brilliant guy
0: hey it's talent and about this point in the audio things start going badly and they only get worse so we'll finish up this topic cut to the end and Brent now kick off 2017 at episode 52 with a rehash of our 2017 predictions.
1: But he's he can be, he can tend on the, on the impatient side, so this data science thing, he immediately sort of goes, this is hard, and it's mathy, and I don't want to get involved in it. But he's a smart kid, and he started doing um, Azure ML and he realized that by by observing what I've been doing, that he was able to apply some of those basics that he's picked up and immediately start rolling on Azure ML. So I'm thinking thinking through this idea of uh, also helping to simplify things, um, it, as well as get better myself on Azure ML.
0: Send me a link to that blog. Yeah. And I will put it in the show notes and add it to my own feed as well.
1: I'll send you... The positive thing about me having notes is I can send you the whole bloody thing. Oh, great. (laughs) Blog post. um, There were two that were really uh, interesting to me this year. One was from knowledgetester.org. And it was on the generalist versus specialist discussion. Oh. And And... uh, I recently wrote a, a blog on this sort of topic where I go through the the history of, of where specialists come from. And we kind of, um, I'd say, accidentally collaborated. But he invented this thing called a pie-shaped pie shaped tester. Pie, as in the Greek letter. Okay. Right. Which so is like,
0: there's a thing called a tree shaped or a T shaped tester. Right. So T-shaped it's, a, persona. It's, it's a T it's a with, with one that.
1: more. Depth skill set. Great. Um, and then the last one, which I will, I think this is something that uh, everyone should listen to uh, based off of our data, or not listen to. It's
0: a I was correct you later. Um You can have Cortana read it to you.
1: On the data mining blog, uh, one of the posts that they did was the, most, the five most common data relationships thro- shown through visualization. So I think one of the first places people need to get into, and we talked about this uh, in the past, Shot. is uh, how valuable just staring at histograms are. And they wrote a, a, a blog post around different, most five common relationships where you can look at it and go, ooh, I see something there that that's worthwhile to dig in further. Right? Cool, Interesting. That's it for me on the blog post. How about you? All
0: right. Uh, I gave this one last year, but I'll give it again. I'm going to try and print out. I probably screwed up her name last year, too. But um, I got to meet Merritt at, at Test Bash. But uh, Merritt, oh, my gosh. I looked this up last year. Merritt, who has um, at visible-quality.blogspot.com, has her a seasoned tester's crystal ball, which is, and her role is so much like mine. And uh, that she's just, just she knows testing, and she's on an agile team. My team's not really agile, so maybe it's not that that close. They like to think they are, but that's a whole other topic. But it's not. Uh, but she's not as much fragile. She your team. blogs almost every day, and everything is. I have to read them all because she does a good job. And I, oh yeah, I, I, I've done that. That's cool. I did, oh new perspective, cool. I'm really impressed by her. Uh,
1: I'm I'm jealous of both. Both that capability and even yours. Like uh, um, when I sit down to do a blog post, it I, I know the next four hours of my life are dedicated to this. Oh, right. you can just and it's a brilliant blog post. <laughs> <laughs> for for, for, for uh,
0: depending on your definition of brilliant. Okay. Happy 2016. We'll see you in 2017. I'm Alan. Alan. I'm Brent and we're done happy, happy holidays all, holidays all. <laughs>